Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host of the podcast, Cody Schultz. We've got a strange episode for you today. We're talking about the show that everyone is talking about right now, and that is Stranger Things. Um, we learned some exciting new stuff about Stranger Things season four during Geek Week. It wasn't uh, everything that we hoped for, but we got some good stuff. So should we just jump in, Cody? Are you ready for this? Yeah, I feel like this. there's so much to discuss without there really being so much to discuss. Like It feels like one of those things where there's so little known about the season, yet we have so much to talk about every time. Yeah, it's like everyone's talking about Stranger Things, but no one is actually really talking. They're just like wondering like what the new season is about. Um, we finally, though, got some new uh, cast additions. They announced, I think, eight new cast members in November around Stranger Things Day. Um, I can't remember what day it actually was, but... So we've got four new cast members joining um, or joining season four. And the biggest one is Amy Beth McNulty from Anne with an E. And she will be playing Vicky, who is a band nerd, who is a love interest of one of the Hawkins heroes. So we don't know which which of the main cast this character is a love interest for. But um, that's pretty interesting. That's a huge casting from Anne with an E, right? Yeah, I feel like this is a really nice addition to their cast. I mean, like we kind of just, we discussed on the previous episode of the podcast, this is a show like Anne with an E is one that fans are so passionate about. They love it. They've been hoping to come back. So the fact that they like obviously kind of listen and knowing maybe they can't bring the show back, but let's find a way to bring in its lead who everyone loves in this now new role of Stranger Things 4. It's also kind of like a fun crossover between the two. It's like, of course, there's no connection aside from the actors actually being in there. But it's just kind of like that nice nod to see her back on a show, a Netflix show at the least. And I think it should be a fun one. I'll be curious to see what character, the fact that they teased her as like a love interest. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, what is that going to mean? Because it's hard to know when exactly we're going to come into the storyline because of how we kind of jumped from season one, two, three. The timing wasn't exactly like pick up right where we left off. So I think that's going to be the big interest of things. Like, how do they bring her character into the fold? Will this be like a love triangle kind of ordeal? Will this be like just like a single, you know, one-on-one kind of thing? So I'll be really curious to see what they have in uh, store for this character. Yeah, agreed. Um, We've also got Miles Truitt, who is going to play Patrick and he's a basketball star who has friends, talent, a good life until shocking events send his life spiraling out of control. Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts here. We've got, so this confirms kind of earlier this year or last year, sorry, we saw a teaser kind of from the stranger things writers. There was a poster of like a basketball in what we assume was like Hawkins high or Hawkins middle. So it kind of confirms the, at least where the story takes place. Cause basketball season is like from say like November to like March, April, probably. So we know it's going to take place sometime in there. Um, and there'll be some sort of basketball angle. Also, I always feel bad when they announce like until shocking events send his life spiraling out of control. Like he's the, something really bad is going to happen to him. As we've seen with more, more than one character in stranger things, that doesn't sound good at all. 
Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see like how fans are receptive to the character. Because to me, it sounds like the first character that comes to my mind, like which is most recently was season three is like Robin was kind of that like introduced the character mm-hmm. and then boom, thrust into the center of like this old mis- like mystery in yeah. that. Of course, fans fell in love with her. Of course, there's the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, I feel like Billy wasn't quite as loved. It was kind of like, I, he was one of those like villain characters. Like, yes, by the end, it's like, I felt sorry and all that. But he was just one of those characters that I was like, oh, this dude, this dude's the worst. And so yeah. like, where is he going to fall on this spectrum? This new character is like, will he be kind of in that middle ground? I feel like the the angle there is like, I hope they don't make him like the typical, like sometimes in these shows, they make like the athletes, like suddenly they're the main like foil. They're the bad guy. I'll be mm-hmm. curious to see like how they spin the character. Like, will this be like your, un, you know, untypical Netflix, you know, kind of TV trope kind of character? Yeah. We'll still we'll have to wait and see what they do with it. We've also got uh, Regina Ting Chen is going to play Miss Kelly, a popular guidance counselor who cares deeply for her students, especially those struggling the most. The especially those struggling the most really stands out because of all the trauma that these characters have suffered over three seasons and, you know, two to three years of their like, I don't know the most important years of growing up. (laughs) So I don't know. That's going to be bad. I wonder which character this is referring to. Will, maybe? Eleven? Or it could just be like, I don't know. Everyone's got stuff, I think. And this could be interesting. What do you think, though? Yeah, it's funny. I think the first character that jumps into my mind was Will. Um, Like, I feel like he's he's like the obvious one that you would pull on. I just, I can't get any other. Max, maybe, just because of how things went, of course, in the final episode of season three with Billy. I'll be curious to see what this means in terms of timeline of when we're going to pick up. Like, will this be like a high school uh, guidance counselor? I feel like they have to jump ahead a few years Mm -hmm. with the cast. Like, they can't exactly play the ages they were when we last saw them because, like, time's passed since. It's like, I feel like there's got to be some kind of organic time jump. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the difference between like, I don't know, 13 when they started and now like 18 and then it's only three years of real time. I feel like that's really hard to play. So yeah, I'm expecting some passage of time. I don't know how much though. I wonder if they're just going to like do their best to pretend that, you know, that 2020 worked out and we're not seeing the season a full year later or whatever. Um, The last uh, person they announced who's joining the cast is Grace Van Dyne and she is Chrissy, the Hawkins High lead cheerleader and the most popular popular girl in school, but beneath the seemingly perfect surface lies a dark secret. Same vibes as Miles, uh, Truett, Patrick character, just, you know, the good life angle, but then dark secret or, you know, just tells me, uh oh, like something bad is going to happen to this character as well. Yeah, I, I almost feel like these characters, when I listen to them back, like they seem like the like new versions almost of like Steve, Nancy and, and Jonathan, like kind of mm-hmm. where we started with some of them at the beginning, like, of course, different True. variances, but kind of like almost mirroring like some of those early journeys. Like I know like Nancy very much was like the, the prim and proper is how they kind of like put her character at the beginning, but it's like, it's not all what it looks like from the outside and kind of made her mm-hmm. a deeper character. So I'll be curious to see what that translates with these new characters, because it's like I can see some early possible similarities. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the the good parts about Stranger Things or one of the best things that the Duffer brothers and the creative team do is just like the characters are so well-rounded and they feel like, you know, real people. They don't always feel like that in TV shows. You know, sometimes like you mentioned the tropes thing, Stranger Things does do a lot of tropes, but it's almost like they're paying homage to like the movies and shows that they loved um, growing up and stuff. So the weird thing though, is like, if you just look at the cast list, so we've got, these are four new characters. There's like 40 confirmed people in the, I guess there's 30, 
32, 33 that are confirmed, you know, main cast are recurring. And that's a lot of those recurring characters are people that were not in the first, second or third season. So like, where are those people? Are they going to slot in? You've got to, you have to assume that, you know, we're going to see all of like the Wheeler family or Lucas and uh, Erica's family. And, you know, that we've seen that we've met in other seasons and then they've got to be back for in some role in this season. So that's going to bring like the total cast list to like 50, 60, um, you know, maybe even more than that. And it's like for an eight, nine episode season, which we'll talk about in a second, that is so many people <laughs> to be have involved, right? Yeah, maybe it's the cynic in me. Like, I'm like, oh gosh, should we be worrying that this season could be like the deadliest season yet? Because I feel like yeah. whenever you see cast almost like add a wave of talent, like usually you see like the body count in these kind of shows necessarily, not mm-hmm. like your, uh, you know, average drama and all that. But when there's that supernatural element where lives are in jeopardy and all that, I feel like when you introduce like a hand handful of characters like it just is like a balance of like balancing out knowing that some of them are going to be leaving at different stages of the show so it's like it almost makes me worried like should we be concerned for some of these returning favorites what is the future going to be for some of these new characters i'll be i think that's going to be the something i'm looking the most i'll be paying the most attention to because we've seen some like there's been rumors about like could a death be coming i'm like very hesitant but i feel like that number is just so huge and it also just continues to add into that factor of like what does this mean for the season like Mm -hmm. the episode count the season number and all that kind of stuff yeah and especially just from like the story perspective of like we already know like Stranger Things already has a huge cast and fans are very invested of like the individual storylines of the cast. Like we saw, you know, in the third season, I think they grouped it up into like three different groups. You had like Hopper and uh, Joyce doing their own thing with Alexi. You had Dustin, the Scoops troop going down into the Russian base. And then you had, was it Griswold family? I think that's what they were called. Everyone else investigating what is going on with Billy and all the other mind flayer stuff fighting off the monster so how does that like how does it break down this season with all the moving parts i know that the cast list was going to be bigger when you have like the buyers family leaving hawkins because you have to create the environment of you know a realistic new home that they have or like when hopper is stuck in a prison in in russia there's going to be other prisoners and guards and stuff that he's interacting with so you have to create that as well as adding new layers of to the Hawkins storyline. So it's just like, what the heck? How do they fit all this in? Uh, That's what my main point is. Under 10 episodes, how do you fit this all in? But there was more news announced during Geek Week, and that's the Robin podcast prequel series and novel. Do you have more info on that? Yeah, so the really interesting thing, I I feel like aside from the the cast announcements, the other big thing was that they've got Rebel Robin Surviving Hawkins, which is going to be a scripted podcast. So it's going to be fictionalized and it's going to be six episodes. It'll see the return of Maya Hawk. She'll be, of course, reprising her role as Robin. And what's interesting is it's going to be like a prequel to before we met the character in season three. So kind of going back to her days at Hawkins High School and all that. They only confirm that she's going to be involved and then as well as Sean Mayer, but they don't say what his role is going to be in this podcast show. I'm, un- I'm uncertain on that. I'll be curious to see if like any other characters make like a pop-up appearance. Like yeah, maybe like the high school cast, like could we see someone, you know, like Steve or like one of them pop up organically since it's going to be high school set. But I feel like that'll be a nice almost bridge as fans wait. Of course, it's not going to be new episodes, but it is somewhat of like a scripted thing with playing the, the fictionalized area. And it's going to be six episodes. So it'll be spaced out weekly releases starting June 29th. 
So I think that'll at least like give fans something new to look forward to each week this summer as we wait for something new to drop. Yeah. We're still so unsure, of course, when the season's going to come. So just knowing that there's going to be some sort of new content, not just, of course, there's going to be the companion book, but like some kind of actual, like, I don't know what the best word, like entertainment type content where you can visualize, I mean, and listen to the podcast. I think that's like, going to be a neat thing because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they also said this is the first, right, for Stranger Things, the first like fictionalized podcast form. Yeah, I think so. So this will be the first podcast I think it's the third or fourth book, though. Um, I can't remember. I know there's one about... Let me just do this in my head and out loud. There's one about Hopper. There's one about Brenner. There's also one about Max. And so Robbins, I think, is the fourth book. Then you have the tie-in comics. So it's not like, you know, we haven't seen Stranger Things 4, but if you're looking for Stranger Things something, you know, this is a, a good bridge, I think, between the seasons. And there's a lot of story, like backstory here that if you really get into the comics and into these books, they're dropping hints about what's to come, introducing new characters that might pop up in the in the series on Netflix. So yeah, I'd urge fans to just check those out if they have time. So that comes out June 29th and there's six episodes, right? I think. Yep, six episodes. So then that gets us to probably August. And there's some interesting stuff happening in August with Stranger Things because David Harbour, he went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and talked to, he was there for Black Widow because he's coming, or he'll be in that, which comes out July 7th, 9th, something like that. Do you know? They've changed the dates around too many yeah. times to keep track of. It's sometime next month. But basically, he was asked just about the the season where they were at and kind of just gave fans a little kernel that he would be he has like one little stint left to film and the show would continue filming um, and end sometime in August. So that's basically what we've been hearing the whole time from other cast members that August was kind of the wind down on production. That's good news, I think, that, you know, the show can't come out while it's still filming, right? bright sides here. Yeah, I feel like that's the big takeaway there is just like, if they're getting to the point where filming is going to be wrapping, we should get to the point then where A, they can release more teasers. We should finally hopefully get on a spot where we get an exact more kind of known timeline because that's been the hard thing I think with everything is with a lot of these other shows is sometimes we don't necessarily get the exact premiere date, but we know when exactly to expect it. So it's almost like a countdown Mm -hmm. of sorts, like, okay, it's not coming this month, but I know it's coming in fall or spring or whenever. And we haven't gotten that yet with Stranger Things. So I feel like if they finish production in August, then we could possibly, I I just, I struggle to believe that they could sneak it in in this year, um, Mm -hmm. just knowing how long post-production's taken in past. So it makes me wonder about the, like, could we get it like early January, early, you know, could it be like one of their biggest, you know, kickoffs Mm -hmm. of the the new year? But I also feel like- Valentine's Day? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we've talked about that too. Like they, yeah. they love to play up the holiday releases. I just think, I know David Harbour has been one who likes to drop in like false kernels almost and kind of tease fans yeah. with like Mr. X. So it's like, there's so many unknowns to talk about. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about some of these unknowns. So the first one you mentioned is the back-to-back. I go back and forth on this one about whether I think it's true or not because, you know, they did have a lot of time to finish the episode. Stranger Things is like famous for doing how they film is different than a lot of other shows where they do like two episodes at a time, write the next two or, or four or whatever and take a long time with production to make, you know, they're tinkering with things, um, changing the story a little bit as they see the actors kind of play off of each other and what seems to be working, what isn't working, what they think will work better, that kind of stuff. Um, And they're very involved with that process. So this is the first season that that hasn't happened for because they had the extended COVID break. So it's possible, like, I guess the theory goes that they wrote Stranger Things season five or the second half of the season four, which we're going to talk about next, the next theory, but basically that they had 
had time to do it. And then instead of, you know, doing season four over a few months, waiting a long time for it to come out, then waiting for, you know, the next season to start, that they basically just crammed both of them together, did one mega production on it. And then in August, they'll be done. This is the last season is what people are thinking with season five. And that's that. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it makes sense. And we've seen it happen before with like shows Mm -hmm. because it does help with production costs from what I, you know, from my understanding, or at least like from the outside looking in, it seems like it would. Like when I remember when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wrapped, they filmed their last two seasons back to back just because they had the sets all there. The actors were there. It was easier Mm -hmm. instead of breaking for several months and then coming back into production just to do everything at once. And so I feel like that's a theory that makes sense because it does feel like they've been recording. They've been doing stuff too often. Like we know they've said the episodes were already written before they started filming and resumed production mm-hmm. after COVID. So it's like, there has to be something at play. Either they, they're filming two seasons back to back. This season's going to be surprisingly longer. Maybe there's just, there has to be something to explain this like delay. Um, right. Cause we've seen other shows that were delayed already come back and even finish production. Like the Witcher was one that had a lot of COVID delays um, and having to shut down because it films in a lot of places. Of course, it finished production earlier this year. We know the season's coming. So it's like there has to be something that's causing Netflix to kind of draw this one out a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Um, So let's talk about. So there's another theory. And I I think it was a we got this covered um, rumor or report from a while back that this season would actually be longer and split into two parts. So instead of filming eight, nine episodes, which again, we're going to talk about in a second, they're maybe filming 16, 17, you know, maybe 20 episodes now. Do you think that that makes more sense? Or do you, are you kind of thinking like this season isn't a split season, but maybe just two seasons back to back? That's, I think that's what I'm leaning towards. I don't know. I don't hold a lot of I don't think that this this one makes too much sense, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it is hard because we've seen that happen a lot lately where they've gone extended mm. runs. Like even Lucifer's fifth season was 16 episodes and broken down into two halves. So it's like that. I feel like that would be a more likely almost than, than the filming back-to-back seasons just because we've seen it so often. Yeah. Even Money Heist, their, their next season's going to be split into two. So that's something Netflix life's, uh, likes to do. I'll be curious. I mean, I feel like, I don't know if I would see them ever doing like a 20-episode season, but I feel mm-hmm. like I could easily see them doing like a 14 or 16-episode season and then breaking it down to where maybe you get seven or eight episodes drop at once. Wouldn't be like a big change. I know that was like a struggle for Lucifer fans was they were used right. to getting 10 episodes. And so it was like, even though the season was longer, when they got the new episodes it was only eight episodes at a time mm-hmm. where stranger things fans are already used to kind of that eight episode i know we had a nine episode season i think in there as well so yeah. that format would work well plus if they wrote the season in advance before production they'd be able to like see oh we need more time to space these stories out i feel like that also kind of caters into that rumor yeah that's true that makes a lot of sense the other one that people are talking about and this has been a conversation for a long time is this eight or nine episodes. When the season was announced, I believe they said it was going to be eight episodes. Later, there was like, I believe it was a TV line report that said that they might be doing an extra episode and it would be like digging into one of the characters' backstories, which would be really interesting. I don't know who that character would be, but I think maybe Hopper would be the one that I would probably pick as to, you know, we 
could learn more about what happened to him before the, um, you know, before Will went missing and this whole thing just spiraled out of control. Then there was a picture, the Stranger Things writers shared a picture on Twitter and social media about, it was all the, it was when they announced that they had finished the season, the scripts. And it looked like if you, how they were stacked, people were drawing lines through them and dividing them up. But it looked like that there were nine scripts there. It was hard to tell rather than eight. So that's another one. Again, I think it makes sense, but not confirmed so far. I just love the fan commitment to like going through and drawing the lines through the scripts and like counting them that way. Like that's just as awesome. That's like something only Stranger Stranger Things fans would do. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing, I guess uh, we're running out of time, but uh, the other thing that people are talking about is they're it's taking so long because they're being extra careful with such a big cast and so many moving parts. That one, I'm like, that would probably be, there's something going on, but I'm also thinking that they might be being a little extra careful because Kayla McLaughlin said something like, um, it was in Teen Vogue, basically that they're filming things out of order because they they weren't allowed to have everyone involved. So then they have to go back and film the big sequences with everyone because of COVID and all of that. So what, like, what do you think about that? We've already talked about how this is a big cast, but do you think that there's anything there with that type of rumor report situation happening? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that one's got some weight to it. We kind of heard with Lucifer, which they don't have the, of course, they can't do the with Stranger Thing, but like with Lucifer, to remedy that, like their solution was like reusing some scene from like Lux to like make it seem like there are more people in like the nightclubs at the background yeah. and all that. With Stranger Things, you can't have like just random cut in scenes from old seasons with cast. Like you need the cast members there. And I know like there for a while, one of the big safety protocols was like limiting the number of actors in scenes. Mm -hmm. And so you saw a lot this last season, like instead of having these big group scenes, you saw smaller ensembles kind of together, especially at the start of the seasons. And then you could tell like as it went by and production, like, you know, the safety protocols evolved, you'd see some of the bigger ensemble scenes kind of return. So I feel like that makes sense because in some of these scenes, like there could easily be a dozen or so people in one scene just because of how big the cast is and how intertwined the stories are Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like that of all the rumors out there for why you know there's been certain delays that one makes the most sense to me yeah i think that's fair i do think that there's something going on there's something going on here that doesn't match up and then I guess, so why is it taking so long? I think that we kind of already mentioned, but I think that they're being extra careful or they were, maybe things are a lot, they're back to normal now with, you know, more people being vaccinated, um, things like that. I, I'm thinking there's something weird though maybe they're writing the fifth season so maybe they can jump in maybe that's what it is and so they don't have the full creative team there involved or something like that what do you think though what's your big takeaway yeah if i had to get big and bold i feel like if there's anything that i would put stock in i want to say like could we i feel like there's like a chance that we could get a longer season i don't know i just maybe it's Mm -hmm. the optimist me i want more episodes now (laughs) yeah um but it's like i feel like that could make a lot of sense like them just doing an extended season and then surprising the fans like hey it took so long but you're gonna get more episodes yeah that's fair well unfortunately we are out of time thanks again for everyone for listening uh we love talking about stranger things so we'll do it again soon uh and we'll see you guys next time support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.